crypto exchange bug reveals North Korean Monero laundering, and cyber insurance predictions in 2022. These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Anna Delaney. Weaknesses in the systems of Shapeshift, a UK-based cryptocurrency exchange, reveal how a North Korean-linked group laundered cryptocurrency that came from a notorious ransomware attack in 2017. For more on the story, here's Jeremy Kirk, Managing Editor for Security and Technology. North Korea conducted a devastating ransomware attack in 2017 with the WannaCry 2.0 ransomware. Many organizations paid the ransom to unlock their files. And then, North Korea laundered those bitcoins to obfuscate the trail, but its efforts appear to remain undetected failed, a fact that's become clear years later. There were two problems. Those include a bug in the systems of Shapeshift, which is a cryptocurrency exchange that the attackers used. Another, one expert says, are inherent weaknesses in Monero, which is another type of virtual currency that the attackers used to launder their bitcoins. The bugs in Shapeshift systems appear to have been discovered by multiple parties, including Nick Bax. Nick is an independent analyst who studies blockchain and cryptocurrencies. He published a blog post about it on Tuesday. Bax showed how the vulnerability in Shapeshift systems allowed him to follow the WannaCry bitcoins as they were transferred from Bitcoin into Monero and then finally into Bitcoin Cash, which is yet another kind of virtual currency. Bax had known of the vulnerability in Shapeshift systems for more than a year, and he let the company know as well. Last week, however, a clue appeared that suggested other people had come across the issue as well, and it prompted Bax to move ahead with his own findings. It started when documents purportedly belonging to cryptocurrency tracing company Chainalysis were posted to the internet. Chainalysis hasn't confirmed the veracity of the documents, which are in Italian and marked proprietary and confidential. But one document claims the company was able to follow the path of bitcoins laundered as the result of the WannaCry 2.0 ransomware. If Chainalysis did use the method that Bax had come across, it would certainly demystify an interesting claim. I tried to get a hold of Chainalysis, but it didn't respond to a request for comment. Aside from the bug in Shapeshift systems, the finding serves as a warning about Monero. It was designed as a privacy-centric virtual currency, but in certain circumstances, those protections might be undermined. Ian Mears is an assistant computer science professor at the University of Maryland and a co-founder of Zcash, which is another privacy-focused digital currency. He tells me that the research is a good real-world example of flaws in Monero that have been understood theoretically for a long time. He also says the research highlights broader security issues with Monero that are separate from just Shapeshift's issue alone. He says, you can play connect the dots with some Monero transactions if you have data from exchanges. And Monero was supposed to protect you even if that data was known. So what this essentially means is exchanges may have data about cryptocurrencies that are transacted on their platforms that they could turn over to law enforcement, which could potentially be used to unmask actual people behind those currencies. So that's a warning to all who are putting their faith in privacy-focused virtual currencies. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. 
Cyber insurance has certainly been a hot topic, fueling debate this year, and one which isn't escaping the spotlight anytime soon. So how is this space evolving, and what do organizations who are thinking about taking out cyber insurance need to know? Here's Frank Post, CISO at the Ontario Pension Board, sharing his predictions and thoughts on the topic. And incidentally, this is part of a panel discussion to be aired at our upcoming virtual Toronto Summit on October 12th to 13th. Check out the ISMG sites to register. Well, I think there's two things that we can look at in in the insurance or the cyber insurance space. One is with the insurance companies themselves. Uh, We're seeing significant understanding of what it means to truly insure your clients uh, from cyber risk. Uh, And a lot of insurance companies just aren't willing to accept that risk anymore because they're finding that clients are just transferring the risk to the insurance company and, you know, saying, I'll just carry on my merry old ignorant way. And if I do get hit, well, my insurance company will deal with it. You know, insurance companies are wising up to it. I say wising up much to my own detriment because it's causing insurance policies and premiums to skyrocket. In earlier conversations that we've had there, and I'm seeing it with a lot of our peers in my industry, is that they're not even able to get cyber insurance anymore. If they were lucky enough to have a policy before, the insurance company that they're with probably won't renew because a lot of insurance companies want to hit that reset button and cause their clients to really reassess their, their internal controls and security practices. That's on the insurance side. Now, on the client side or you know, the, the typical business side, I think what it's going to force responsible businesses, businesses in, in regulated industries or businesses who are held to account for how they handle and manage their clients' data, they're really going to have to amp up their risk management game. Risk management is what the insurance companies are going to need to see is that uh, the clients are taking the necessary steps to prevent a cyber attack, one that uh, results in ransomware. I think it's a good thing on that front as well. Uh, Again, we have a fairly robust cybersecurity program, and we're even seeing our premiums increase uh, more than twofold. And so I think a lot of people, as they go into their budgeting cycle for 2022, are going to realize that they really ought to revisit that, have a conversation with their insurer if they're even going to be able to renew uh, and what they should expect to pay. And finally, how are fraudsters' tactics evolving? Well, someone who has a unique insight into this world is former cyber criminal Brett Johnson, or whom the U.S. Secret Service describe as the original Internet godfather. Do take a watch of the interview on our sites between Johnson and our associate editor for Asia, Supana Goswami, for insight on how fraudsters are exploiting identity verification tools and why enterprises need a multi-layered approach to securing identity. But for now, here's Johnson on the shifting nature of the fraudsters' methods. Over the past year and a half to two years, you know, we've had Kaseya, we've had uh, solar winds, we've had the unemployment fraud that's going on, all of that. What it boils down to is we, we're actually seeing kind of a, a paradigm shift in the way that fraudster communities are thinking. All right. And what I mean by that is that before the, the more expert fraudsters were looking at innovative ways to attack. So they were looking at new techniques or innovating on existing techniques or the they were looking at, you know, where where can I profit that I haven't profited at before? So if you're looking at credit card fraud, they were looking at different items or different retail merchants, things like that. Now that was for the more expert frauds. But what we've seen really over the past year and a half to 2 years is that the entire it's like the entire mindset of all fraudsters it's it's almost like this community group think has has 
come to that conclusion of, hey, where can we innovate? Where can we look at things that we've not looked at before? Different verticals, different products, different attack techniques. Where can we look at that we've not looked at that we can now profit by? And I think if you if you look at the way ransomware is hitting infrastructure, the way uh, you know Kaseya gets hit, you see these uh, MSPs being hit, you see um, solar winds, that uh, supply chain being hit. Now, certainly that was long before unemployment fraud comes into being and that type of innovation. But still, it's a, it's that group think. It's like everyone kind of came, every fraudster kind of came to the same conclusion at the same time of you know. Let's start looking at things that we've not done before. And that is an extremely dangerous thing if you're on the good guy side of it. That's it from the ISMG Security Report. Theme music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Anna Delaney. Until next time. Mm-hmm.